just for a second. Just for a second. Take a breath. Kind of bland, huh? What if that air was crunchy and coated in cinnamon and brought joy to anyone that tasted it? Sounds like a pretty perfect planet to me. Except for the obvious. Hello and welcome to the Empty Bowl, a meditative podcast about cereal. My name is Justin McElroy and I'm a cereal enthusiast. And my name is Dan Goubert and I am your manic cereal dream boy. (laughs) (laughs) If you've never listened to the show, welcome. We hope you enjoy yourself. This is a meditative podcast about cereal, which means that for the next 30 minutes or so, you don't have any jobs, no more jobs to do. You just have to relax, breathe, think about cereal. We're going to have some uh, news, a lot of news, actually, this week. A couple of reviews, and then we'll have some fun in the final segment. Really cut loose with some of your questions. It'll be a treat, I promise. But what I can also promise is that it's going to be a chill experience, and we hope you enjoy it. And if you're headed to sleep, uh, best wishes. Hope it's hope it's a good one. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. If you put this on a loop, then we will still be here. <laughs> um, there is, uh, Dan, I would say so much going on in the world of serial news. Now, I know it's been, I guess, three weeks since our last record, but still, it's hopping. Mm-hmm. These things come out of nowhere, it seems, from the great serial open blue or white milky yonder, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and this first and one It's always is, what you least expect it to. This first story, I, I've got to say, I didn't see coming. Listen, this is nothing that... I think even the most advanced AI chat GPT programs could predict (laughs) in terms of new serial news. This is Lucky Charms with new Sam's Club Blue Diamond Marshmallows. Uh, This is a Sam's Club exclusive, you might might surmise. I'm sure the taste is going to be wildly different um, than your traditional, but you've got the blue diamond from the sam's club logo that iconic oh yeah blue diamond all the kids are talking about it (laughs) you see you you've had your blue diamond crocs you've had your blue diamond playing cards uh with similar blue suits but now you have it blue diamonds lucky charms yeah it is like weirdly brutalist and dystopian to see these just like matte blue cubic marshmallows amongst yeah. alongside all the other really colorful ones especially because they just did a whole bunch of like uh colorful dragon marshmallows and yeah. crazy stuff like that and like triple rainbow colors and now we're just stripping it down to the bare essentials it it's also weird because i can expand my mind to the limits of my creativity and i cannot fathom a person for whom this would mean anything to (laughs) I can't think of a person who's like I like Lucky Charms but what if they had part of the Sam's Club logo in it (laughs) I mean part of me does feel weirdly like primally intrigued by the idea of crunching on cubes like okay we found them (laughs) we found the one dirty dog that has been dying for this cube sweets I guess my question is that, like, within the Lucky Charms lore, there is specific meaning to each marshmallow and, like, what magical power it grants Lucky the Leprechaun. So what 
What do you think the Sam's Club Blue Diamond would be bestow upon him? I mean, the ability to find big savings around every <laughs> corner, I'd guess. I see that. I see that coming in a commercial in their future. Yeah. Um, slightly less dystopian. Uh, I guess just only slightly. <laughs> We've got uh, even more uh, cereal-based footwear. It is pretty absurd, like, the number of cereal-themed shoes that we've covered during this show's long legacy. Like, I don't understand why that's a recurring topic, but... Whenever I wear them, people ask, like, are you a shoe guy? Are you into shoes? I'm like, no, just, like, cereal shoes. Yeah. <laughs> my 3D Pebble shoes and my Frosted Flakes Pumas. And then they slowly walk away from you. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Honey, call the cops. So yeah, we've got three new Crocs varieties featuring the the three original monster cereals. And uh, obviously you've got brown Crocs for Count Crocula. You've got pink Crocs for Frankenberry and blue Crocs for Boo Berry. But what I think is especially interesting is kind of the lengths that they went to to customize these to mm -hmm. the individual monsters. Like they each kind of have some sort of, you know, in addition to the... The, the gibbets, I believe they're called, mm -hmm. featuring things like the logo, a spoon, the actual monster cereal faces themselves. But I think like the more immersive transformations, like the fact that uh, Frankenberry's has a big old chain on it and like the steam vent on the side too. And Blueberry's mm -hmm. has like a big red bow on it. It seems like they did put a little more extra thought into these than, than your average cereal footwear. Uh, yeah, I perhaps. I dig that. And I mean, I don't... Yeah. I don't own any Crocs, but I understand they're kind of undergoing a fashion renaissance where they are extremely popular again and where it's cool to wear Crocs. I, I have a couple pairs. Uh, they're all themed. You know, I got my Jimmy Buffett pair. I got my Disney World pair. Uh, and I got to say, it, you know, they never look good, but in a <laughs> pinch, they'll get you out to the mailbox. But they're comfortable, right? Yeah, they're comfortable for sure. Um, I, and they have a lat. They have a... Um, the band on the back that you can put forward uh, so it's more like a sandal or put it behind you in what my daughter calls sport mode. Mm. So before we move on though, I want you to look at these renders of the the, the Crocs and try, try and guess what bothers me about this. Uh, let's see here. What bothers you? And it's not even about the shoes. Is it the lack of uh, is it the lack of Carmela Creeper representation? I mean, that's part of it. I would love to see a second wave featuring her fruit fruit and yummy mummy getting their own yeah. pairs, like a, a tie dyed orange and purple for fruity yummy yeah. mummy. But what, what what's really striking me, and I I feel I can't tell if this is a Mandela effect or a recent change, but they're calling the line monsters cereal, not monster cereals. Has it always mm. been that way? That's a really good question, actually. Like, it feels like a how a thing where, like, you can't call them officially Oreos or, like, a Dorito. It's got to be, like, Oreo cookies or Doritos chips. I'm, I don't know if it's some sort yeah, of... Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, the official General Ma Mills website says monster cereals. That is what the, the category is is called. Um, right, which which is makes but, no sense to me, but they've trademarked Monsters cereal on Monsters, there. you know what I bet? If I had to bet, it's because they couldn't get the URL for Monsters cereal. <laughs> so they switched it to monsterscereal.com. Yeah. It sounds like one of those people who's like 
making something plural in the most annoying way possible, like just mm-hmm. to prove a point. It's actually not cereal monsters. They're monsters cereal. Yeah, which does kind of make me ponder more about like the pluralization of cereal versus cereals. Like, I do feel like, would you say there's a lot of good new cereals coming out lately or there's been a lot of good cereal coming out lately? That's a really good question. I think... Yeah, I think the plural, actually. Yeah, I think mm. the plural reads better. It scans better. Um, ser- a lot of great new cereal sounds like there's just a pipe. With <laughs> that's I just mean, blasting that cereal. That's kind of how I picture it happening. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Right. Um, oh, man, Dan, I'm, I'm going to try really hard uh, to... Uh, to keep an open mind here, but these do not look great. <laughs> yeah, if we're talking about things that are only tangentially related to the actual monsters cereal, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say it that way. Uh, we've got these Betty Crocker Count Chocula chocolate cookie sandwich kits, which um, you know they let you make your own. They look like whoopie pies, I believe, is the proper taxonomical name for this genre of chocolate sandwich cookie but i mean besides the count chocula name and his castle being on the box i'm struggling to see any direct association chocolate obviously right he does have eyes to be fair yeah much like the cookies i don't know if these are like his his vampiric familiars these these googly-eyed sandwich cookies but uh you know that's just kind of on the list for posterity i don't exactly have a lot to say about these feel like cereal companies are so busy chasing like any amount of passion or interest people have i feel like almost scared to express it at this point because i feel like it will be like become so redundant so quickly you know what i mean like the monster cereal thing used to be kind of a fun little subset and i feel like when there was some genuine interest and discussion about it it just became like cinnamon toast crunch levels of like slapping it on everything mm-hmm. yeah just trying to expand the brand trademark right. empire rather than remembering the heart of it i guess it just feels like oh we got some chocolate cookies what are some trademarks we own okay yeah count chocolate that's fine mm-hmm. they slap. didn't even put him on the box like, they didn't even put him on the box maybe he has some sort of brand deal where he can't fully endorse products he doesn't agree with yeah uh Talk about the uh, Ouroboros here, the snake eating his tail. We've gone from icy cereal to cereal ices. Yeah. Uh, Fruit Loops ices are coming. Um, you know, I don't think it will be out. It sounds like it's not coming out till the end of the year. Okay. But it's been demoed at these, like, uh, natu- national restaurant show uh, where, you know, insiders can get the inside sneak peek at everything that's coming soon and a sneak taste as well. And uh, from what Snackalator is the source on this is saying is that it is really tasty. Uh, it really has that Fruit Loops flavor, they say. So I think this could be a slam dunk, honestly. I love me a good Slurpee. I'm excited about this one. I got to say, bud, I'm I'm with you. This, this looks pretty. I love that flavor, like pure Fruit Loops flavor. And to have that in icy sounds pretty good. Yeah, it makes me think of the Burger King Fruit Loops milkshake that came out a while, while back, and that thing slapped hard. And I think this one's gonna gonna be a knockout as well. Do you feel? Do you, do you find yourself getting Slurpees and Icy's a lot? Uh, my kids love them, 
So I will, I will uh, very frequently seek out uh, ICs and Slurpees, which, as we discussed in our previous episode, are the same <laughs> as our hush puppies. It's all the same color. Now, now, are you a flavor purist, or will you get all crazy with we'll the mix mixology? and match? Mix and match, absolutely, mm. mix and match. I'm 42 years old. I got to try everything. You know. <laughs> Uh, okay. Now this, this seems like we're straining the edges of credulity with <laughs> the naming of these, uh, these Pop-Tarts flavors. This sounds like a, a, a tough, a tough uh, note to nail. It, there's, there's a lot going on here, but I'm actually yeah. extremely excited for this one. So yeah, not only is Pop-Tarts bringing back fan favorite frosted strawberry milkshake Pop-Tarts, but they're also debuting brand new frosted chocolatey chip pancake pop tarts which have chocolate chips in the filling a maple icing and more chocolate flakes on top okay that that's more ambitious than most pop tarts would ever get so i'm a little i'll tell you what's causing me a little bit of consternation here dan and it's that they've called them chocolatey chip pancakes that's Mm -hmm. that is troubling to me because i know you think you want me to thank chocolate chip but you didn't say chocolate chip, so I need to know what exactly is happening here. Mm-hmm. Chocolate-based chip-type products, essentially, <laughs> is, what I, is what I'm hearing here. Our cacao shards <laughs> ground by the uh-huh. chocolate machine. Yeah, but I, I mean, historically, I've always loved... I like the, the plain chocolate chip Pop-Tarts, and I like the chocolate chip cookie dough Pop-Tarts. And sure. I also love anything maple, so cramming that all together into one uber-tart... Uh, could could be another slam dunk, yeah. Whether into milk or otherwise. Um, and lastly, uh, this could be very interesting if it's not pretend. See, this one, this one's a little confusing to me. Um, yes, I've seen a couple reports that for a limited time, between September twenty first and September twenty seventh, specifically in New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, Dallas, Miami, and Atlanta. Taco Bell customers who who order a Taco Bell breakfast order will get a free mini cereal box of Taco Bell cinnamon twist cereal. Uh, you know, I tried looking up more information on this to see if there was an official source from Taco Bell. Couldn't really find anything. The only thing that we have is like a fan box mock-up. Uh, but okay. it just seems like so specific to be like something that somebody made up, right? Right. And I, I don't know whether that means they're just going to have this novelty box that they scoop actual cinnamon twists into, or whether they're going to find, like, a generic version of, like, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch churro cereal or something and have it be an actual functional cereal that way. The If I had to guess, I would say the base product is too flimsy for milk. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be my gut. I feel like you need it would need to be something a little bit more substantial to stand up to like an actual cereal. But if it's just a limited time thing, then they may not uh they might they may not care so much. Yeah. Uh, I mean maybe this is like a test run for an actual in store launch because I do imagine that a real Taco Bell cinnamon twist cereal on shelves would, would go crazy on online in terms of virality. Yeah, I I, I don't know, I'll keep an open mind. I'm, I don't, it doesn't feel like a full product, but we'll see. Well, I don't think any of us, either of us live close enough to these target locations. I guess I could drive all the way to Chicago, but. Don't do that, Dan. I won't. <laughs> now, here's what I would like from you, though, for asking favors of each other. Uh, I would like you to tell me about It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown cereal. You know. We gave this one a hard time. 
previously because it has nothing to do with the source material. It's not getting, it's any, not it's not getting any of it of an easier time. I'm going to tell you that. Okay. It's difficult. We're, we're, we have a chill experience that we're cultivating and curating here on this podcast. So I don't want to sure, use sure. loaded words like hate or loathe or Despise. wish to throw into a dumpster. I wouldn't yeah. say things like that. But I will say that the existence of It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown cereal makes me very much not happy or thrilled or enjoyed at all. Uh, wow. It's just... It's like the worst tasting cereal that I think I've had in recent memory, wow. which granted, I don't think that title is going to last long because it seems that any time a new quote unquote vanilla flavored cereal comes out, it just becomes my least favorite cereal of all time. So mm-hmm. when the next inevitable crazy, I don't know, probably like, I'm going to put $5 down to say that we're going to get a How the Grinch Stole Christmas vanilla-flavored cereal this year. It's something tied to a random old cartoon that will just take the same bland formula of of scarcely flavored puffs with, with scarcely thematically shaped marbits. It just seems that, like, you know, you get these vanilla-flavored cereals, and some of them taste bad because they have this, like, really artificial... Uh, vanilla sugary sheen on them and then you have ones like this where it just doesn't feel like it has any flavor at all like I'm yeah. actually crunching on cardboard and air and corny cardboard and air and it's just even the back of the box just feels like 40% of the back of the box is taken up by this this tr- get a one month free trial of Apple TV so you can watch these Peanuts classic shows and the rest of it is having you unscramble the names of the different Peanuts characters. So, yeah. uh, whereas it feels like the monster cereal Crocs actually had some thought and love put into them. Things like the Count Chocula sandwich cookies and now this just feels really lacking in heart. And, you know, whether it's a hearty crunch or an actual hearty concept, I feel like heart is an undervalued component in cereal nowadays. It does. It feels a little crass. I mean, I think that that's that's fair. Um, it, it's it's a bummer, especially since that's such a treasured treasured thing. Maybe not up there with the Christmas one, but you know, people like the Great Pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even though it's a very wild story about parents who let their kids lay outside <laughs> all night, hoping to see a fantastical pumpkin. But um, sure. Yeah. Now, yep. where's my David S. Pumpkin cereal? Mm-hmm. How about that? I will say, ultimately, there is much more grief than good in this cereal. Can't believe they pulled the football out from underneath you again. Um, any any more luck with honey cornflakes? That sounds familiar to me, Dan. Yeah, I don't I don't remember exactly when this one came out, because it's kind of just the, the visual noise of the cereal aisle, kind yeah. of incarnate. Uh, but I do think it's new as of this year, but these honey cornflakes, I wish I could say that they're substantially better. They don't taste bad in any way but it does feel like a an incomplete cereal because like i've been eating honey punches of oats my whole life and loving them not to brag yeah (laughs) humble brag but so to have these honey cornflakes which is basically just honey bunches of oats honey bunchless honey bunchless of oat and uh (laughs) cereal that takes out basically what makes honey bunches of oats honey bunches of oats you're left with just, you know, these sweetened, pretty tasty cornflakes, but 
I can't help but want more of that crunch. And as a result, I did end up buying, in the same shopping trip, uh, a box of cinnamon honey bunches of oats, which I've talked about recently how I think it's the best cinnamon cereal, and I think that statement uh, is still completely accurate because that is a fantastic cereal. And I think eating it again, I came to realize part of why I like Honey Bunches of Oats so much is that it has the most like serendipity and discovery factor when it comes to the bunches because there's a great variation in the size of the bunches when you're eating Honey Bunches of Oats. So it almost feels like you're panning for gold where you'll be surprised by this enormous nugget of granola, which is not something that you get even with another granola-based cereal like Raisin Bran Crunch where there's less variation in the size of the bunches and also mm-hmm. the quality of the granola isn't ex- isn't as integral to the overall uh, enjoyability of the cereal experience. So I do commend Honey Bunches of Oats, whether it's intentional or not, for having that variety uh, of, of bunch size and shape and intensity. Yeah. Or I feel it mimics the the comings and goings of the waves of a, of a great calming ocean. Okay, perfect. Good. <laughs> That's my ode to Honey Bunches of Oats, again. <laughs> Which is not the cereal being reviewed here. <laughs> no, but it should be. <laughs> uh, we have an email address. It's mail at bowl.rest. Mail, uh, bowl.rest, by the way, is our URL that you can send people if you want to listen to the show or you want to pledge some money to the show that's that's very helpful we appreciate that um but you can also send us an email mail at bull.rest and this is uh, what these people did which has concluded in this uh this situation that we find ourselves <laughs> in now hi dan and justin in your last episode katrina asked about ideas for flavored milk I'd hoped to refine this diabolical plan before sending it to you, but now I can't wait to share. I've started experimenting with a teaspoon of dry pudding mix. Genius. To my cereal milk to change the flavor. So far, cheesecake-flavored milk with double chocolate crave has been incredible. Any ideas for what I should try next? Thanks so much for the show. Y'all are the best. Take care, Alice. Listen. Wow. With an idea like that, I don't even know if we're in any position to give you ideas. You need yeah, to be giving I feel us like ideas. We should be coming to you. That's a that's a huge that's a, a fascinating layer. Wow. I never even thought of that. Yeah, um all I can think is maybe like if you got like a lemon pudding powder or like a custard powder that could add some nice uh, you know, intensity to something like a frosted lemon cheerios or mm-hmm. i've still been waiting through that malto meal orange dreamsicle cereal that i feel is lacking in citrusiness that would so be maybe a little bit pairing, of a punch yeah. like that would be great a great send-off to summer in that regard and i mean yeah you know you are you already made the the great choice by choosing double chocolate crave as your pudding pairing just because that is the most outright potently chocolatey cereal out there so i think mixing that cereal with any other sort of custard powder or otherwise is just sort of the great top of the line. Can't really go any higher in terms of straight up decadence. And, and yeah. Cheesecake delight. is a great pull. Uh, that's a great way of adding a little bit of a tang to, to cereal, which is something it's, it's starting to be more on trend, but I think a lot of cereals still lack it. Yeah. I mean, they just had that strawberry cheesecake special K cereal. Maybe you gotta, yeah. maybe you gotta hop on that double down on the cheesecake, a real Ooh, cheesecake factory in your kitchen. Uh, Dear Dan and Justin, there's a delicious mystery cereal from my childhood that has haunted me for years, which I cannot, 
for the life of me remember what it was. The only fact I'm 100% certain of is that it was particularly waxy. <laughs> Other possible features. It had in, uh, I had it in the late 90s, early 2000s. It was square shaped and cinnamon flavored, but not cinnamon toast crunch. Any ideas of the ID of this cereal, you poor rose of breakfast? Dan, you got anything? I mean, this is before my time of being cognitively old enough to really understand what I was eating, so I was going to lean on you for this one. Um, man, if I had, like, a list in front of me, I mean, Waxy is such a big pull. Like, can you think of any cereals that you would classify as Waxy? Uh, usually the, like, glazed... Chex flavors like the peanut butter Chex or um, what was the one that came out this year it's not particularly helpful is because it came out this year but anything with like a like a life known life cereal is not particularly waxy either what my concern is is that this might just be a case of it was like a really obscure store brand knockoff of cinnamon toast crunch I don't know yes. how confident this this listener is that it wasn't of the cinnamon toast crunch genus at all um so i I think if you don't remember i certainly don't remember it might be best to if anyone out there listening has an idea can send it in and forward it along to this user if it was cinnamon cinnamon but also in that like okay you know what i don't I don't know. I, 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 t- I looked over at Mr. Breakfast um, just to see if anything struck out. There's this one on here that's labeled Cinnamon Spice um, mm. that was from Peace Cereal. I don't know. I'm absolutely, like, guessing at that. Um, I can also see a Cinnamon Streusel cereal that was late 90s. And now I did have this. This was, like, uh, Flakes with uh, little thin icing lines on them. Um, and you know what? I, I Take a look at this, friend, and see. Look at Cinnamon Streusel on um, Mr. Breakfast and see if it if it strikes a chord with you. That would be, uh, looking at these matching cereals, that, that is about as close as I, can, um, as I can guess. I mean, it wouldn't be like Quaker Cinnamon Oat Squares, right? I mean, they still make those. I yeah. guess I don't know if I'd call those waxy. They are very texturally rich if nothing else man this cinnamon streusel cereal is so good i'm like remembering this now wow blast from the past yeah right uh hello dan and justin i recently started a new job at a certain rodent-based theme park in orlando florida and as such i've been thinking a lot about possible ideas for new theme parks and attractions I know Justin shares my interest in theme parks, so the question I have for you is this. If you were tasked with designing a cereal-themed amusement park, what kind of attractions would you include? For example, I'd like a Captain Crunch-themed log flume or a slow-moving educational ride about making of cereal for a less thrilling experience. I'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas. Thanks for the show, Cap. Okay, so I think Captain Crunch should be a dark ride. That would be a lot of fun on like a boat, something like Pirates of the Caribbean, but you're like avoiding the soggies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all the waters um, white. <laughs> I would love to have a ride that's similar to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin, but it's Chex Quest. 
Oh. So you're just spinning around blasting soggies. Oh. I think that would be radical. Flemoids, flemoids. Flemoids. Get the flemoids. Who are so- soggies or Captain Crunch, yeah. are they? Um, flemoids. They're similarly goopy, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sogginess is a persistent evil <laughs> across the universes. Uh, I would love a le- Lucky the Leprechaun uh, play park for kids that have giant climbable shapes where you've been shrunk down by Lucky's magic and you have to climb across all the different... Uh, and there's a giant uh, colossal Sam's Club diamond to summon. <laughs> you have to bring your Sam's Club <laughs> card to get in. Oh God, I could do this for too long. This is great. I would love a tour, like a slow-moving factory tour where your boring narrator is like, and over here you'll see that we have switched to a completely gram-based... Like, something like that. That'd be great. What would you, what would you want in a serial... Uh, theme park game. Well, I think a monster serial haunted house goes without oh, saying. That's great. Uh, or maybe some sort of like. It doesn't go without saying because you didn't say it just <laughs> now. And I didn't. So that's great. Or maybe like some sort of psychedelic transportive, uh, like one of those 4D rides where it shows you what Sonny the Cuckoo Bird sees when he's going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> or maybe like. Um, like a wave pool, but there's like a fake beach, and the the sand is made up from frosted mini wheats dust, mm. <laughs> and there's like big thatched rafts for you to ride. Also, fantastic. Uh huh. Yeah, I think those are good ideas. Those I think good, and those are free theme park people. So just get at us if you want the good stuff. And if we were to move Captain Crunch to a dark ride, I think I want a Crunchy Logs Log Flume. That's a deep cut for all the big fans. <laughs> or Big Mix's Big Game Hunting. There needs to be like... <laughs> it's Big Mix's Big Game Hunting Arcade. <laughs> all the like obscure serial mascots get their own little uncanny corner of bootleg yeah. attractions. We should have a hidden treasures like toy hunt or something oh, where you yeah. open some of the bags and they're empty. All right. Well, Dan, that is uh, all the time we have for this week. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. I always really enjoy recording this show. Um, so I'm so fortunate we get to do it and, and think about new cereal. Um, that's all. I'm just really happy. Who else do we owe <laughs> gratitude to besides me to you? We'd like to thank Chris Zabriskie for our opening theme of The Sun is Scheduled to Come Out Tomorrow, Bria Davis for our amazing podcast branding, M. Loper, Samuel Rarden for designing our Empty Bowl merch, Justin McElroy for being my co-host, and for all the lovely listeners out there. Thank y'all so much. We really appreciate it, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. Um, but until next time, as Dan always says at the end of every episode of the Empty Bowl, don't drink the milk on Cap'n Crunch's dark ride. It's not actually <laughs> it's milk. Recir- <laughs> yeah, it's recirculated, everybody, please. <laughs> Rest this enough. <laughs> <laughs>